Welcome to the broadcast. Every Arizona homeowner's best friend. Thanks for tuning in. It's Rosie on the house. Your weekend wake-up tradition. Inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this start grow. Come on around back, Arizona. It is Saturday morning, 8 o'clock, the outdoor living hour. And today you can come all the way out to the west side of the Phoenix area in Glendale, 51st Avenue in Maryland. We're broadcasting live at Sanderson Ford. Uh, broadcast we do twice a year and always a pleasure to be out here and there's always a great community event that it's supporting and raising funds for you can also bring water out it's a their last day for the water drive they're filling up an f-150 full of water bottles so stop if you have one or if you have a uh, case or two cases you can come put it and load it up for their Operation Hydration. But uh, we've got Jay Harper joining us this segment to talk about our uh, tip of the week for our Outdoor Living Hour, being at the third Saturday of the month. And we're talking transition season for warm uh, warm season flowers. Yes, in the summer, you can still have color. You can. And uh, it, it kind of got almost summery this week. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, you're talking about come out way well. You know, I mean, Glendale's kind of central Phoenix anymore, really. Oh, it? and by the once they got uh, <laughs> Douglas Ranch going on the west side of the White Tanks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, that That's a 400,000 people they plan on putting wow. west of the White Tanks. And that would make Glendale central yeah. Central yeah. Phoenix. So it's not, it's not, <laughs> it's not very way far out, west out anymore. anymore. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, it you know, it's warmed up your your cool season or winter flowers if they haven't are probably going to start getting pretty stressed out and tired looking um after the last week or so and that's just going to continue to get more pronounced and besides that even the warm season flowers would appreciate it if you planted them now and not waiting till it's 110 degrees out to try and make that transition so this is a great time Take a look around. Pull out your geraniums, your petunias, your pansies and snapdragons and all those winter flowers that served you very well from October, November, clear till, you know, here it is almost the end of May. Um, so you got your money's worth out of them. If you want to still have some color, um, you know, you, we can start planting things like vinca and pentas and the, the uh, sweet potato, ornamental sweet potato vine and angelonia and some people will you even use uh lantana uh and and you know i've got four big pots in the front of my house that i put geraniums in in the winter time i put uh, a bush or a small growing type bougainvilleas in those for just for the summer i take them out get rid of them um you know come october november again and put geraniums in and it really isn't any more expensive to buy one moderately sized bougainvillea plant than it is to buy a, you know, it takes basically a whole flat, you know, 15, 16, 20 uh, annuals like Vinca. So the, the money is about the same. And actually, it's easier <laughs> to plant <laughs> one to plant thing one. <laughs> um, than it is to plant a whole flat of things. So get creative. Look at uh, things that do well in the heat and and use them as an annual just because they're a a shrub or a ground cover that might live year-round doesn't mean you have to use them that way. We've On our front porch, we've, I don't know, the, over the years, I think it's grown up to about 
you know, maybe two dozen pots that we put a variety in, you know, different sizes, different elevations. And mm-hmm. it was kind of our little welcoming entrance. And we had put a lantern in one of the bigger ones. And, you know, as things happen uh, or we're traveling for a couple of weeks for rodeo or whatever the case may be, we came back and that thing had taken over everything. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so pretty. We just left it. Sure. <laughs> and it's been about three seasons now. We haven't planted you know, like you said, uh-huh. going and getting a flat of flowers that we haven't done that just because we've got this beautiful gold and red, you know, lantana bloom right there on the porch that you know, we well, have to trim regularly. Yeah, you, you have to trim them, but you don't have to watch the water. You mentioned going away, you know, things like in a big pot, uh, bougainvilleas and lantanas are going to withstand, you know, a few days in between waterings much better than you know, some smaller, soft, annual-type plants. Um, so they're, they're, they're a little bit tougher and hardier. The other thing I would, I would caution people against, at least for the summertime, and you mentioned various sizes of pots and heights, and that's, that's, that creates a lot of interest, and, and uh, it creates a great look when not everything's at the same height and they're different shapes maybe. But littler, the littler you get or the smaller you get with your pots, the more water they're going to take, the faster they're going to dry out in the summer. It isn't a big deal in the wintertime. But from here on, those smaller pots can be a challenge sometimes to keep watered regularly enough. So you might even want to, in my case, you know, I would take some of the smaller ones and just put them away um, for the summertime and just do the bigger ones. Um, so that's something to think about as well. If you're planting beds and things in the ground, it's not near as critical. But pots, just remember, hanging baskets especially, especially too, uh, but hanging baskets in small pots, it can be a little tough when it's hot. And it's still, like you said, it got a little summery this week, but I mean, it's still not, it's still decent enough right now that I'm sure the nurseries have all these out on oh, gosh, their yes. shelves now. So find your local nursery, stroll through it, spend, you know, take your time, don't rush through it, find find a few that you like. And I, I really liked your idea on the temporary bougainvillea, I had, I had never thought of that. Uh, also on transitions on lawn, I've got like half the Bermuda coming up. Oh, yeah. But underneath the shade of the mulberry, yeah. I still have the rye. And I'm just, I'm watering it more than I should be. But we're just hanging on because graduation is next Thursday night. Okay. So yeah. We've got a graduation party Friday. You know, the summer lawn that's trying to come out at the same time, the rye still hanging on and I'm watered and I fertilized it last week. Just... Hang on for me one more week. <laughs> It'd probably be okay. I think it's supposed to cool off. You know, well, today's supposed to be cooler than earlier it was this week. And, you know, it's not doesn't look like we're in horrible shape. It's, it's once we get those hot nights, uh, you know, which hopefully aren't going to come for a little while, although they're talking about an earlier and stronger monsoon. So it means the humidity is going to come up and, and uh, the nights won't cool off. That's really what will do it in, especially in the shade. Okay. But, yeah, you'll be all right, but. Yeah, it's that graduation time can be a little bit tricky sometimes. <laughs> uh, you know, the birthdays are just just you know. So our we've got a late September birthday. So then we, where I used to fertilize as early as I could and overseed early, you know, we're we're stretching that almost to Halloween now. I would really be pleased if people didn't do their winter lawns until about Halloween. Frankly, anymore, it's it stays warm that long and. You, the earlier you do them, the better chance you're stressing out 
that Bermuda grass because it doesn't want to go dormant yet. You know, I was talking to a golf course customer today, and he's ordering, you know, his his fertilizer. He goes, "Yeah, we get to we get to really get it growing, so we can scalp it and kill it." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you know, it it's uh, you know the, being in the business and when you're charging people to walk around on your lawn like a golf course is is a little different than if it's in your backyard and if you can time things parties and that sort of thing i i I used to try and get mine to where it was done and been mowed a couple times so the trick-or-treaters at halloween could walk across it without kind of damaging it now i i i'd wait till after After halloween to even do it absolutely yeah and we stopped doing our back lawn just it was a lot of work and you know, our, our back lawn was close to 4,000 square feet, and mm-hmm. our front was about 1,000. Well, we haven't done anything in the backyard in like two years, so I've got this. i got to decide what am I going to do with well, this that's, chain-link that's, fenced-off area. That, yeah. Uh, but that's the definition is earscaping, right, is, is using your landscape to fit your lifestyle. And if you don't use that backyard, why have the winter lawn back there? Um you know, you, you might want to look at it and say, why do I have any lawn back there? Oh, yeah, um, we haven't done Bermuda or rye. Yeah, oh, okay, gotcha. Well, that's it's, that's well, that's wise, you know, so maybe you plant more fruit trees and more trees and they shade the area and you just put some bark or mulch or gravel down or something. But, um, yeah, that's that's the, the really the true definition of, of xeriscaping is fitting your landscape to, to the lifestyle and not planting just because – you know, it's the way we've done it for a hundred years is to have grass everywhere. And you are seeing less and less grass. I'm seeing a ton of artificial turf lawns going in. Funny you say that because Ray Lopez of Liberty Greens and Scottsdale mm-hmm. Weed is on his way. He's going to talk to us the second half hour of this program. And I'm just sitting here thinking, gosh, I hope Ray didn't see that. He's going to be sitting here trying to sell me a $4,000 artif- or 4,000 square feet of artificial turf. <laughs> well, the beauty is you could shrink it down to, you know, just a big enough area to have like – the nice thing about artificial turf lawns is they're almost just in a they're – a, they're a green, grassy-looking patio because mm-hmm. you can do everything on them that you can do on a patio. You can put tables and chairs on them. You know, you can – you can play on it like a grass, but you can treat it like a patio. So they're they're so versatile, and you, you know, so you can shrink it down and make it fit. You know, you can do you know interspersed pavers with the turf. There's a oh, just there's a, million, a lot of great great, great things you can do to sure. to increase your outdoor living space and, and not have to I, use the water to do it. I was just thinking like a big pumpkin and watermelon patch and cantaloupe and oh, turn it into a big big melon patch. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and this is the time of year. I always forget just how much I enjoy watermelon. And the oh. warm season hits, I'm like, gosh. We, we brought one up to Holbrook at uh, the junior high school rodeo finals. And I thought, oh, this will last, you know, the whole weekend. I mean, like an hour, everyone. They just devoured it. Oh, it's it. amazing <laughs> how fast they go. And, you know, they are so refreshing. We There was days back in the nursery business days where that – my brother, we just split a watermelon for lunch. We'd, we'd buy it, come, bring, put it in the refrigerator, get it just as cold as you could get it, and just, that's that's what we'd eat for lunch. They hydrate you, they cool you down, and they grow great you, here. And they they do very well here. They're growing, you know, they're picking watermelons down in Yuma right now, and uh, they'll start picking on the west side of town, Rousseau's, uh, pretty quick, I would guess, and uh, they do very very well. Yep. 
Jay Harper, The Farm's Choice. Thanks for sneaking in for a few minutes. Enjoy the rest of your family uh, time this weekend and uh, safe travels. And Absolutely. We'll see you back here in June. Thank you, sir. Arizona's pride, Sanderson Ford. Broadcasting live from Sanderson Ford for their 67th anniversary sale, it's Rosie on the House. Yes, it is. And if you heard that segment with owner Dave Kimberly, you can actually see we put a video to go with that interview uh, of all the classic vehicles that they have on display in the showroom. Now, if you saw it from our newsletter, the first three that are in that video aren't on display today. They had a special event here in the showroom yesterday for the city council, had some kind of board meeting and they had moved it out. But from the Coke truck down to the uh, Bronco to the Shelby cobra and the uh the remaining vehicles are all still here that you can come and see and it was uh really cool you know all of their inventory goes out and is delivered and is bought before it even arrives so instead of usually what's the latest and greatest on the showroom floor it's a history lesson pieces of art pieces of art there you are that's why i couldn't hear you earlier i mean that that's why that's what a 67 GT500 Shelby is. It's a piece of art. It, it is. And then when you have Carol Shelby's signature on And Ansel Ford's <laughs> both on the dashboard. Yeah. I can't believe he put that out on the showroom. Uh, it's beautiful. <laughs> uh, it is the 8 o'clock hour, outdoor living hour. Uh, we are broadcasting live at Sanderson Ford. We'll be here the whole broadcast up through 8, uh, 11 o'clock. And you, know, you know why we're here? Well, it's the 67th anniversary sale, and of course, as always, there's a community event that's involved in a Sanderson Ford Live broadcast, and this is uh, engraving. We had Donna on last week talking about it. The Citizens Academy alumni is engraving your catalytic converter to deter it from being ripped off, cut off, and sold on the black market. It's got an identifying number that it can be returned to you, and it hopes it just deters somebody from cutting it out. Because uh, once they see that it's been serial numbered and identified, be harder to fence. Be harder to, to get on the black market. So all the funds go to. And, and replacing a catalytic converter is a major pain in the rear end. If you can get it, it's generally starting at about $1,000. Yeah. So they, it's $100 to get it engraved, both on the catalytic converter and then etched on the window. And all the funds that go through the Citizens Academy alumni directly fund the city of Glendale Police Department if they need uniforms or guns or canine dogs or, you know, whatever the police department needs. It goes right to them. And they're doing the engraving up to 2 o'clock. All right. So one more community event Sanderson Ford's supporting today. And you can bring water for Operation Hydration that goes through today. They're filling up the back of a F-150. And they're also a great supporter of St. Mary's Food Bank. If you're coming from Buckeye area, you can stop in Avondale where Fox Valley Electric and Solar is doing their food drive for St. Mary's Food Bank, no. also one of the nonprofits here. So that is up on our social media post where you can go donate to that. But we were talking about watermelons with Jay, and it's also a great market climate for cantaloupes. I was reading the Old Farmer's Almanac, and did you know cantaloupes aren't actually 
cantaloupes in North America. They're actually a musk melon. Cantaloupes are more warty described and more common in the Europe area. You can't hardly find them in the U.S. So they're musk melons. And they're great. Warm season plant. You'd like at least eight hours of sunlight a day. So it's not one that you have to worry about uh, having a lot of extra shade or canopy to cover. I know uh, out in Harquahala Valley where they grow a lot of cantaloupes, they're trying to get six har- or three harvests. They've got two right now, Ooh. harvest a year, and they're trying to uh, get a hybrid and fertilizing plan together to try and get three harvests a year. Uh, they can grow vertically, so if you have a limited space. And that works well. I did it last year. You know, it's pretty amazing. Uh, all melons do that, and you'd think that the fruit would just get too hard for the vine, but the vine just bulks up. It grows strong enough to support it. Somehow it knows. It knows. And when you're harvesting, what you want to look for is when it starts to turn from green to yellow, and you start seeing a crack in that connection to the vine, right at the where it connects to the melon, you'll start to see cracking there. That indicates it is time for a harvest. So in addition to watermelon being a great summer crop for your desert gardeners, cantaloupe is as well. And if you're a early gardener or a new, new gardener, herb gardening is a great way to start because you could do it uh, on your kitchen windowsill. Like Jay has said before, herbs are usually the most expensive thing in the produce department, but it's the easiest thing to grow. To grow. Yeah. <laughs> So you uh, you had mentioned in yours you had basil you said I, I got a I got a basil plant that wants to take over the whole backyard. We've got and Jennifer's making pesto like three days a week. <laughs> it's delicious. Our mint and you have to be careful yeah. with it because you talk about yeah. takeover. Mint will take over as well. But we've got a couple pots on our porch garden that is completely dominated by mint, and it's just I mean you're out there and you've got your tea. Your iced tea already just I cut it and finally it in there. outsmarted mint. Oh, it's in the garden. Okay, but it's in a raised, separate pot, potted plant, and it's rooted through the plant into the ground. But it won't go outside that box. I just trim it back. Okay. I, that, that's your, a, that was that's the way I contained it. Yep, that's <laughs> mint management right there, buddy. All right, next hour, half hour coming up, we have Ray Lopez and his son Jake are going to be here talking about. Weed Control and Artificial Turf. They've got two sister companies, Scottsdale Weed Control and Liberty Greens. We have some special guests in studio, not studio, on site with us today out here at Sanderson Ford, 51st Avenue in Glendale. Ray Lopez, and you've brought your uh, right-hand man with you, Mr. Jake Lopez. I can agree with that. <laughs> He's been working with me for, oh, about six months. Okay. So he'll work on some of the crews with the artificial grass, and then he also helps me with the weeds too, fertilizer. And you have a really interesting combination. Y'all started doing weed fertilizer, pre-emergent treatments, and over the course of time developed a second company to offer artificial turf. Yep, we were killing the grass for a big company, and then they split up, and we went partners with that guy. I bought him out about eight years after that, and then I think we've been doing this 17 years. 
Nice. Yeah. I, and I think it was smart that you created a separate name. You know, sometimes you see a company that they, you know, like um, ABC Paint, and then it's ABC Paint and Drywall, ABC Paint, Drywall and Plumbing, ABC Paint, Drywall and Remodeling. Like, <laughs> no, they're completely separate. EINs, entities, everything. Actually, the day he was born, I was installing grass. I had moved 15 tons of quarter minus in July. And I showed up at the hospital. <laughs> and uh, the nurses thought I was worse off than my wife. <laughs> because I, I had heat stroke that day. Not kidding. That's July, true, true 15 story. tons of quarter <clears throat> minus. July, do it. July 27th. Now, for a guy that spends a lot of his day out in the field, spraying, fertilizing, uh, turf management. This spring has to be pretty miserable for you. I can never remember this windy a spring. I, yes. Has it driven you nuts? Uh, it has. Some of my customers aren't real happy because we have been postponing the jobs. Man. And we did miss some olive trees. We, we actually could not get to them. And, you know, Man. so what we've done, we've gone back and, had companies come and thin them out and prune oh. them. There's nothing you can do. You have to spray by a certain date or it, it's not effective. So. And it's not effective to spray when half of it or over half just ends up floating away and not even landing on the well, tree because of the wind. It is illegal to spray if it's over, I think, seven miles an hour. So <laughs> we do follow the laws. Everything's legitimate. And uh, we don't want it going under the neighbor's property. It's not harmful, but it just, you still don't want to go over there. Yeah, it's, it was horrible. It was a really tough year for all the applicators. and uh, I know other applicators that own companies, and they said the same thing. Oh, just, it's been incredible. I know. It's I, been nonstop. Well, Ray, we, we originally met you trying to help me through my backyard dilemmas. <laughs> and uh, we, we've, got, uh, we've got about... 2,800 square feet of TIF lawn that I, I kind of like to have in good shape uh, for the kids and the dogs and, and for me to walk around barefooted in the grass. I love that. Um, so you taught me all the things I was doing wrong, and we recruit you to come and take care of our yard. And this year, I actually jumped on the city of Scottsdale offer to we, – we cut the lawn in half. And, and after – after yeah. After paying you years to make that the most beautiful lawn on the planet, <laughs> now I'm paying him to kill it. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's very dead. The irony. It's very, the city of Scottsdale is going to be really happy with what you did the back half of my yard. I know. You had a beautiful lawn, and then we had to kill half of it. It was heartbreaking. But, but, but half is still there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But we took advantage of the rebate city of Scottsdale was offering to, to save water and cut back on your water consumption. The kids aren't there at the house as much. The dogs are there a lot more than the kids are. So I thought, well, we're just going to expand the kennel in the garden it, and do away with some of this and save a lot of it's water. It's going to be nice. So I think one more application and we're good. Okay. And that's it. It's a nice transition from grass. We don't have any water. We're running out of water in this state. Now, if you can't see it, just go to, go to the lake at the, at the dam. Uh, what lake mean? Mead, yeah. Pleasant's it's, not a good example because that's almost that's over ninety percent full. full. Yeah, but, but you know what it's full from? Uh -uh. It's Colorado River water. That's where CAP oh. stores their water that they pump out of the Colorado, Colorado River. So that's not Iowa free or well, very little <laughs> is Iowa free water. But I mean, Lake Pleasant is there as a Colorado River storage dam. Right. So, so we we have our system set up 
I think the Corps of Engineers did it. They did a good job. On they all were the lakes did. here. And anyway, so I'm just saying when you transition out of real grass into artificial, yeah, we've got some really nice grass. We we've been working on like yours for a while. <laughs> then we transition. It's the money you're saving from water, fertilizer, all a plethora of different things. You, but boy, that is a that is a tricky thing to do. What's that? Installing the artificial grass. It, it's a process. Yeah, it's, it's a, a process. There, there is starting a lot with, of very important starting what? steps. Starting with 15 tons a quarter minus, you have to move in July. <laughs> in July, and that was, uh, I think it was my third job I did. And the guy I was working with was my partner. He was the guy I started the company with. So he had the buy lot from Georgia. All the grass was made in Georgia. And got the grass, and his back was hurt. So he convenient. said, and we didn't have any laborers at that point. Well, well Jake, you, you Jake was just being born. He, well, he wasn't born. Yet. And my wife was a little upset because I was late to the hospital, but we had to get this quarter minus in. So we did finish the job the next day, but I'll tell you what, that was a hard job. So go through the process of properly installing artificial turf. If you're looking to cut back oh. on your lawn use, but you still want the look and something nice to walk on in your feet, yeah. this can be a good option for you. So the, the biggest problem I run into right now is, oh, I, I shut my water off, my grass is all dead, so you can come install it anytime. <laughs> and I go, it's not the right way to do it. You know, you know, Bermuda grass is a perennial grass. It is going to stay in that soil. And then when we put quarter, you have to kill the grass systemically and you have to have green remember how green your grass was yeah and so it's gonna it's gonna die properly when you put your garden in there you're not gonna have Bermuda grass growing through it the same thing with the artificial grass you will have grass coming up through it or nut sedge or whatever they are you have to kill these things properly that's the and key. turning the water off doesn't do it no Bermuda's it, it, much it sets it into a, a set of dormancy so you're not really you're the only way that's to do it properly is to systemically kill the grass. So I tell people, turn your water on. We're doing a lady right now, um, Jessica, and she's right there in Paradise Valley. One side of her lawn was completely shut off. I said, well, we could just keep the water on it. So the rest of the grass is really green. We're gonna, we've already started the process of killing it. She's got 3,000 square feet of grass. We just did another 3,000 square feet of grass. They did the same thing. So I told them, we've got to water the grass before I come over here. I need green grass. So they did it. It worked out. It did a good job. So Now, beyond just properly killing off the old Bermuda, you can't oh, just come and lay the sod, no, no. the artificial turf We're right going to take three to four inches of soil, of grass and soil, out of that area. And the reason we do that is so we can get a, a base for drainage. And once you put your base down, you're going to wet it, you're going to compact it. And the base is there, so if you're walking in the grass after a rainstorm, and you walk in the grass, you sink a little bit, don't you? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're, just gonna, you're gonna have little divots in your grass. Or after the slip and slide's been on for a couple well, hours. Yeah, same same yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> so with the base, if you don't get a proper base in there, you're gonna have little undulations in your grass when you're walking on it, etc. We did a job Friday, um, 
the other installer had put mortar sand down. You know what mortar sand is. So he put mortar sand for a base. The lady, she paid him $3,000 for a little dog run. And I go, so we couldn't do the job because it was, she wanted a rush job. I, I'm too far out. And she had used this for her other backyard. We did a wonderful job. And she asked me the night before, can you do it tomorrow? I go, no. I can't. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, so ouch. she hired a, a landscaper. He came in and charged her a ton of money to put this grass. Now, we have fixed it since. So we, we took off the grass. We removed all the sand. We put the quarter minus base down, put the, the kennels back on. Her name is uh, Valerie. Very nice lady. And we've done a lot of work for her. And... Uh, how do you so, pin the edges of the artificial turf? How do we what? How do you pin the edges? How do you keep it in place? Everything is, everything is nailed down. And the, the crucial part on the seaming, so if you go to some lawns, you'll see the seams. Have you mm-hmm. oh, seen yeah. the seams? Yeah. Well, there's ways to not see a seam. Have you seen my jobs ever? Yeah. With Harper's? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Do you see any seams? No. There, there's just tricks, and it's an art. So I tell people, when they're getting these really low-end quotes, you're going to get what you pay for. I mean, even That's the product, it. there's a big, yeah. there's a big variable in quality of product you can get. Yeah. Again, Neiman Marcus or Walmart, and I'm not knocking Walmart. Walmart has good things, but you have products in Neiman Marcus and you have products in Walmart. If you go buy a belt in Neiman Marcus, it's 500 bucks. You go at Walmart, it's $12. It breaks and four months so they're the grasses that are international grasses they're getting better they look really good when they're installed after about two to three years they start to break down they don't have the proper coating that these other grasses that we're using have because of the specs on the american-made grass are so high that you're buying stuff overseas you don't know if it has lead in it. You don't know what, you don't know what you're getting. So when you get, we did an estimate, or you know where the old Borgata was? Yeah. Okay, they yeah. it's about 12,000 square feet, and then, I shouldn't even, well, it's just in that area. So it's a really nice condominium place. We went and did a, an estimate to replace all the grass. It's three years old. It smells because you're, you're the synthetic grass the synthetic they grass installed. Is, is, they installed, so they can't get a hold of the guy yeah. that installed it, and it's about twelve thousand square feet of grass. So I and two other companies went out. Everybody said the same thing. Well, it's international grass. It's just a cheap, and it looked really good when they put it in. There's a few areas that are in the really hard shade, never get any sunlight, that are still dark green, but wherever you have the sunlight. It is, it's fading so bad, and then it has an odor. Is the odor from the tenant's it's the, pets? It's, no, it's not from pets. It's from the actual grass breaking down. Oh. So um, you don't get the fade on the U.S. grasses. There's about a 1% to 2 to 3% fade in the 10 years on these grasses because of the, the products they're using on them to, to protect them. So everything fades in Arizona. It doesn't matter what you have. The sidewalk's going to fade. But when you have a fade rate of 40 to 50% in five years, the yeah. investments you put in oh, on that man. job. You'll never get it if back out. If it's $15,000. Yeah. So say somebody, 
another company was going to charge you 18000 and put in a really good grass, but you saved 3000 The math just doesn't add up. You're going to replace it in four to five years where these grasses will last 15, 20. We have grass installed 17 years, and it's still green. Yeah. Okay. All right, when we get back, we're going to put Jake on the hot seat. Got some fans out there. All right, Jake, I said we're going to put you on the hot seat. We constantly talk about the need for the next generation of skilled craftsmen. You are nearing 17, uh, working for your dad. You're balancing between school and work. How do you enjoy working in the field and in the trades? Well, I I think it's pretty enlightening. It it teaches you a lot, definitely. It's a lot more practical, I would say, than school, even though I mean school (laughs) is completely necessary. Easy there. <laughs> it, it does. It, it teaches you a lot more about it just, I don't know how to explain it. Life. It's more pro- yeah. What, what it's like to get out there and earn a paycheck. Yeah, definitely. Now, on the, as it relates to you know, chemical application for pre-emergence and, or killing off lawns and installing artificial turf, do you have a favorite between the two? If, if you're like, all right, today you can work on either crew. Which one are you going to pick? Um, I would say probably the uh, probably the weeds. I mean, it's easier. It's, easier. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. It, you don't have to move f- 15 tons a quarter minus uh, to set your base. Now, I'm assuming you're a junior. You got one, you're just wrapped up and you got a year left as a senior. Yes. Uh-huh. After that, what's your intention? Go into the industry full-time or are you saving up? Yes, industry, definitely. And hit the, hit the trades full-time. So once you do that, how long before you kick your dad out of the company? <laughs> well, I guess until he retires. <laughs> no, that's a good question. No, you just think, things to think about. <laughs> yeah. No, they have it all planned out, don't they? <laughs> At least he's got a plan. Well, and that's the thing. And my college isn't for everybody. He he scored a 33 on the SAT, which is the highest you can get. And they even said he can get a full ride scholarship. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's very humble. He doesn't want to even say that. But his he reads a novel every three days. So they actually called us and told us how high he did. But anyway, I don't want to brag awesome. on him. That's just <laughs> no, you do, yeah. and you should. And yeah. My, my bigger question now for you, Ray, I mean, he's, he's your oldest. <laughs> yeah. You have eight more, nine yeah. more? eight more. Eight more. Are you going to be able to put them all through work at Liberty Green? Scott said we No, <laughs> one wants to go into engineering, and uh, the other one already – Isaac and Ethan already work with us. So they're already working in the crews on Saturdays or days off. They're, they're, I'm out there. They're wheelbarrow. They're, they're moving. They're, they don't sit around. We don't even have a TV at all. Can, can, you, can you name all nine? Not offhand. <laughs> Jake, Jacob Isaac, David Daniel. How would homeowners get a hold of Ray Lopez at Scasso oh, Weed and Liberty Turf? The best way is directly call my cell phone. You call the office, you'll get a hold of us. But if you call my cell phone, I don't mind you doing that. And it's 602-622-7818. Just give us another five minutes to, to let us wrap up this on-air segment. Okay. Where's your phone right now? I mean, like, people to call the phone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
phone's right over there. Okay, all right. No. But the, the grass is a, it's, it's, we do a lot of grass. That'd be. I love I grass. Can't. I love real well, grass. Well, the feel really of this new artificial grass is so awesome. And they don't have that shine on it anymore. It, it, they have the thatch in it. So when you're walking on it, some of these grasses, you can't tell if it's real or fake until you actually go down in there. And then we use that silica, the you rounded know, silica. You know how you can tell? You don't have to mow it? Well, the mowing, but no. when you drive through in the morning uh-huh. and the concrete that it butts up to isn't wet, then you know it's artificial it's, turf. Yeah, that's probably. <laughs> All that wasted water just going down the street. <laughs> so it's a good thing. Well, we have people with water bills, $3,000 a month in Paradise Valley. Yeah. I think that's my phone right now. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. There it is. There it is. Okay, how about maintenance of that? Of that? Synthetic term. There, there is virtually. You don't have to so hose little, it down. There's clean so it. little I mean, maintenance on it. I mean, when they installed it at Horizon High School football team, and you go to twice a days in August for the football team to get them in shape, and half the team is in the end zone throwing up. Why? <laughs> because they're same getting reason in sh- you had heat exhaustion. Because they're, they're getting <laughs> that, in shape. That July oh, 17 years ago. Okay. So I'm thinking, boy, I rem- now I remember those two a days. Yeah, yeah, those two a days oh, were man. brutal, man. They, they start. So what do you do? What do you do with that on the on the artificial synthetic and the and the and the and the pet waste? With with what the throw up and poop? Oh, we just wash <laughs> it off. The poop dries on it, and that's why we use it for the dog runs all the time. The okay. candles. A lot of our work are dog kennels. You need to power wash it? No, you don't need to power wash it at all. Just pick up the poop. There are materials that you incorporate into the thatch. And they they actually absorb the uh, pet odors, the ammonia. If you don't use that in July, I've walked in backyards. I had to walk out. (laughs) And we've had to replace it. We wear respirators when we replace that. Because they all have three big dogs and you just can't. It's horrible. Now, when you guys leave here, will Jake drive and you start returning the phone calls that are Well, ringing? he can't drive a commercial truck yet. Uh, so I have to drive, drop him up at the jobs. Phone gotcha. number one more time. 602-622-7818. Lopez, tribe. thanks for spending your Saturday morning with us. It was awesome. Thank you for inviting us. Thanks, Rezzy.